Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is it fair that Camila Valiva is skating tonight? No. No. That's the bottom line. Adam Rippon is a former Olympian himself and now a coach for U.S. skater Mariah Bell. We believe in clean sport as Olympians. It should be a level playing field. And if you don't want to play fair, you shouldn't be able to play. So as part of an NBC News report, which is notable because NBC has the Olympics and they have uh, their announcers saying that Russian chick who's in first place and is going to earn the gold medal. I guess she's not going to get the gold medal, but she will earn the gold medal. There will be no ceremony, Jack, until the investigation is complete. When she skated the other night, I didn't watch it, but when she skated the other night, the NBC announcers stayed silent during almost her entire routine. Even though she's the best in the world, in fact, a week ago, I had heard the announcers say, she's the best man or woman skater I've ever seen. As a 15-year-old. She's just a phenomenon. She's like a LeBron James of ice skating. But hmm. they stayed silent during her routine the other night, kind of in a, a, a protest. Not kind of in a, it exactly was. A protest of the fact that she's skating at all, and this is what they had to say after her routine. All I feel like I can say is that was the short program of Camila Valieva at the Olympics. And for all the other Olympic athletes skating here, I feel I need to say again that she had a positive test. We should not have seen the skate. And we are so sorry it's overshadowing your Olympics. You know, I heard the reasoning of the, the regulatory body or the arbitrator people or whatever about the time between the test and the blah, blah, and her youth. And I thought, wow, is that, does that like pass in those, the halls of the Olympics? Is that legit? I don't know. What the hell do I know? I'm not an Olympic athlete. I, I don't know a bunch of Olympic coaches. You're or not a female Olympic ice skater? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, do that but, thing. Stand up right now and do that thing where you put your your leg back and then grab the blade of your skate and pull it yeah. up like to the back of your head. You're going to hear a snapping noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, or oh, uh, what I was saying, those are a couple of not only Olympic athletes, but experts in their sports. They've spent their life there and all, and they wouldn't even dignify it with there's a triple axle. Right. Now she's skating backward a little bit. They couldn't even bring themselves to utter those words. So if they think it's as scandalous and awful as they do, all right, I'm convinced. Here's why you should care, because it'd be easy to say, because I actually thought this in my own mind briefly while Joe was talking. Why are we talking about female figure skating? This is why you should care, though. Just saying figure skating. Why are you saying female? That strikes me as misogynist. Michael, you're the judge. Did that sound sexist and demeaning? Um, Well, and... well, it's it's technical. There you go. The judges have ruled. It's technical or technically correct. We are talking about female figure skating. But, Please um, do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Throughout, throughout, <laughs> See? throughout my Olympic watching career, I've always found the female figure skating more entertaining than the men's anyway, for some reason. If I was going to watch, it's the opposite of tennis. If I was going to watch one or the other, I'd rather watch the female than the men. I just, I don't know why. Anywho, well, let's see. I, you know, I'm a straight guy, but it strikes me that both the men and women figure skaters are equally likely to want to date me. Right. So I, yeah, I think I just like that. sequins. Maybe that's it. Mm. I'm in it for the sequins. No, Fair here, enough. Here's why you should care. Like we were talking about last hour with the financial system. It's just more fraying of the world order. Mm. It's just it's it's just more rogue countries get to do whatever the hell they want, whether it's hide a virus or or invade a country or whatever. 
It's just more of that. And it's not good. It's not good that standards are going away and, and countries are feeling more and more like, we're going to do whatever we want. We're going to do whatever the hell we want. Who's going to stop us? Well, and I think the concept you've been throwing around lately of being captured is a good one here. The rogue countries include some of the super heavyweights on the globe, or at least heavyweights. Uh, China being a super heavyweight, Russia being a heavyweight. Uh, then you got, you know, your, your wackadoodle North Koreas and stuff like that. But they have enough influence of some, over some of these international organizations that they bend them to their will. And the rest of us stand there saying, wait, what? Why is she skating? Yes, the fact that they can, China and Russia can get the Olympic Committee to do whatever they want matters because they do the same thing with the World Health Organization and attempt to do it with the UN and all kinds of different things. True. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, on an individual level for the actual women competing, how freaking maddening is that? Wait a second. Well, if I'd have known cheating was an option, I'd have taken some performance. I could probably, maybe I could land a quad. I don't know. I've never taken those drugs she's taken. They give you so much more uh, the, the blood flow and breathing capacity and everything. Right, right. If there's one word to describe what's going on, I think it's probably true of international depression. <laughs> true international depression. <laughs> yeah, you left out two syllables, ub dub, in the middle. <laughs> I thought I threw them in. Oh well. <laughs> True international up and double pressure. True international up and pressure. True international. No, I can't. True international up and pressure. I only speak rudimentary Bidenese, like where is the train station, or point me toward a bathroom. <laughs> but you're not fluent in Bidenese. No, no. What a stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> I've been called that by better than you, old man. So Coming you- up, a brand new feature. The troubled world of tech. No, that's not good. How many... Turbulent tech. Oh, that's good. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, that's the winner. It's Coming got... up, turbulent tech. It's got the alliteration. Right. People love that. Um, uh, one more thing on the ice skating. Uh, I, I like uh, the fact that you pointed out, stay silent on female ice skaters who may have cheated, but uh, go ahead and cover up for the Chinese genocide. So one one really puts a you know a sequin in your saddle. I mean, you really gotta. You're really upset. You can't you can't even hardly. You're so angry you can't even speak over the fact that they've cheated the sport of figure skating. But, but Uyghurs on their knees with hoods over their heads at gunpoint. Uh, countries are going to do what they're going to do. Now let's enjoy the bobsledding. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, really. So speaking of rogue countries. Well, which direction do we want to go, though? I was about to go to uh, to Russia and some of the politicians talking on that, but I just saw the list. We got Anthony Weiner, who was on Hannity the other night. Oh, you, wait a minute. Have you followed that story at all? <laughs> wait a minute. I haven't. Yeah, I, I read it. I haven't heard it yet. Maybe we'll come back and do that. So Anthony Weiner, do you remember him? Congressperson married to Huma Abedin, who was Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman, and he was sexting... 15-year-olds? Not not even 17-year-olds, Prince Andrew. 15-year-olds. Well, to be fair, he was sexting anybody who'd take a picture of his crank. That included teenagers. Anybody who was willing to receive a picture of his crank? Or unfortunate enough, yeah. I mean, he, he, as I recall, he didn't exclusively target children. No, I don't know that he knew she was that age, so... But anyway, he's trying to make a comeback with a podcast. 
So he's going around doing interviews to try to get publicity for his podcast. Well, he's he's been dead in the water. He's he's only like fifty when this whole thing exploded, and he's mm-hmm. done. He got he had to resign, and he can't get work, and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, he was on Hannity the other night. Hannity asked him some questions. Some of the answers are kind of f- funny. Of course, how are you going to answer these questions? We'll play that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Before we get to Anthony's wiener, we should uh, restate, in case you haven't heard this story, San Francisco School Board finally got a spanking, and this is getting so much national attention, I think because all of America is scared that these weirdos are taking over the country. These weirdos who don't think you can have a school named after Abraham Lincoln. And seeing some pushback, finally, is making everybody very excited. And not just any three members of the school board. The school board president, the vice president, and the commissioner all booted out. Yes. 70% of the vote saying you got to go for focusing on, well, we can't have a school name named after Abraham Lincoln while the schools were closed for no good reason and parents were begging to get the schools open. And so enough was enough. And all across the country, people are saying, finally, some pushback against the weirdos. I realize it's a dangerous game to play, but if you wish to discredit progressives, put them in charge. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And San Francisco Mayor London Breed had backed the recall effort. Um, I think politically she had to, but nor maybe she's sane enough to realize, yeah, yeah, n- not getting together to discuss whether the schools should be open and getting together to discuss whether or not we can have a school named after Abraham Lincoln or Senator Dianne Feinstein. Remember, they took her name off the school. Right, right. And I realize, you know, y'all around the country, everybody can't keep track of everybody else's local and regional politics, but... The extent to which in some of the blue cities of the West, the way left mayors are now to the right of their school boards, their DAs, their city councils is really something. And the fact that that's now, you know, that's being felt and the mayors are standing up and saying, this is insane. We can't run our cities like this. And these are people to the left of, you know, the the AOC. I was about to say, how how out of step with mainstream are those three school board members who wanted to take George Washington's name off of a school? Right. Uh, they would be in the most extreme tenth of a percent in America, wouldn't they? Well, I'm not I, I wish that were true. I think it's probably more like five percent, maybe even ten. Really? Who, well. who bought the lies of the progressive left because they've been steeped in them in their entire school experience, depending on their age. Of course, even if you're right, you don't want your school board president to be out of step with 90% of America. No, indeed. Uh, we're, 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 we're running out of time for uh, penis talk, and we need to get to that. Wow, um, wow, wow, wow. Folks, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, that really was the focus of the story that got Anthony Weiner uh, booted out of his uh, congressman job. Well, yeah, there's accurate, then there's you know tasteful. I thought we try to be tasteful around here, artful, if you will, like the late great P.J. O'Rourke. When did this happen? Was I at, I bust down a bit at that meeting? <laughs> you missed that meeting. <laughs> um, so Anthony Weiner, he's got a podcast he's doing with uh, uh, Curtis Sliwa. You know, oh, wow. that dude, I know. Sure, the guardian angels guy. Yeah, it seems two people with no jobs that are trying to figure out a way to 
get some attention and make some money. Starting a podcast together. Anyway. They ought to just open a hot dog stand. <laughs> They're in coffee. Anthony, you handle the wieners. Obvious tie-in. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, you can do like condiments or maybe the bratwurst or something. I don't know. You you steam the buns. <laughs> Anthony Weiner went on Hannity because he's trying to go on any platform to get attention for his podcast because I got to believe he's desperate to make a money. Remember, his wife left him, all that sort of stuff. Here's Anthony Weiner on Hannity uh, being asked about whether or not he's changed. Have you changed? Are you a different person? Well, um, I think so. I don't think anyone can go through that kind of experience, and I think this is probably true of people who have been through other types of adversity. I don't think you go through that type of experience and don't emerge changed well wait, that's obs- wait, but um, anthony wait a minute so that's i obscu- think it's fairly anthony, obvious that's an obscure answer so uh th- just to start there a lot of people thought <laughs> you got to answer that question with yes yes i absolutely i've realized the error of my ways or something you can't just say i don't uh, send i don't send pictures uh, of my genitals to children anymore have i changed am i gonna send a picture of my crank to a high school girl tonight mm, probably not <laughs> What an interesting way to answer. It goes on. Can you assure people, because you're going to now try and draw in an audience, and they're going to want to know if you've changed or not. Have you changed? They, 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 they can judge for themselves. I'm sorry? I said they can judge for themselves. I'm not out to persuade you or anyone else. You're not? If people thought I was a perv, particularly, uh, you know, after uh, underage people, I'd be out to persuade people I'm not. Wow. I would not wow. say, you know what? I, it doesn't bother me what people think. Eh, it does. It really bothers me that people think that. If we were a parole board, I'd say, you know, I think I've heard enough already. We can keep going if you want. But <laughs> Good point. Good point. Chimney. And one more. If you want, you can tune into the show, and you can hear if that <laughs> so is the way. You're, you're on you my say, show now, you say Anthony, someone, I'm giving you the chance now to I know, do but it. you invited it, you invite it. I know you invited <laughs> me to come on, and then you say, did you change? Yes, and I answer the question. I say, I, I believe that I did. I believe this kind of experience would change any person. And now right. you're having a conversation with Curtis, with me sitting here about my answer. All I can do is give you the answer, brother. So there's a little bit everybody is getting what they want there. I mean, uh, Hannity's getting what he wants out of this. Wiener's getting what he wants out of it. He's promoting his podcast. It's all just a big whatever. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's an interesting way to answer a question like that about something like that. Of course, I don't know. Maybe there's nothing else he could have said. Didn't he go to, didn't he do the whole Tiger Woods thing? He went to some sort of sex rehab. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He did some time too, right? Oh, yeah. He went to jail. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a great example. He's an extremely bright guy. Oh, yeah. But he has a moral screw loose. And he obviously sorely lacks wisdom. You know, and and that's a great example of so many, uh, you know, college professors and ideological leaders, wackadoos at the extremes, really, at both sides. They're bright enough, but, man, it's it's like a three-point system you have to grade people on. And uh, if you don't have a, a, a solid moral foundation and wisdom, how do you, how do you even define wisdom? You know when you know when you see it, I guess. Well, um, he, he, I can't believe that documentary that came out. If you never watched that, it still would be entertaining. He and his wife allowed a camera crew to follow them around in the midst of this story blowing up, and you get to see them having their husband wife arguments about this stuff in the kitchen. Speaking of wisdom, but. Right. What a strange way to run your life that is. Oh, God. No yeah. kidding. And, yeah. you know, they got a kid. Poor little girl. 
Yeah, I hope she's kept sheltered from most of this garbage. Uh, speaking of P.J. O'Rourke, as we did earlier, I want to read you uh, a little excerpts from one of my favorite P.J. O'Rourke books, so you'll know, if you're not familiar with his work, why people are making such a, a big deal of his passing, plus a brand new feature, Turbulent Tech, coming up. <laughs> In just a couple of minutes. We have to name things? Did we come up with that? Was that in the same meeting where we were going to start being classy? I, I really, really want to be on cable TV, and I've noticed that you need a snappy title uh, and, and, like, sexy font there up on the screen uh, while the, you know, the scroll goes beneath for people who are so hyperactive or whatever. They need, like, seven inputs at once. Then your stock number's on the right, but Turbulent Tech is going to be the big flashing uh, uh, name. So that's coming up in a moment or two. I mentioned AOC a few minutes ago. Uh, she did an interview in which she whined about her job, according to Bruce Golding in the New York Post, and blamed the expiration of the expanded child tax credit for the new crime wave. She claimed parents are stealing baby formula to feed their kids. Oh, boy. And that's the cause of the rise in crime. She did uh, not. She did. She did. I got the quotes right in front of me. Um, she ignored the fact that there's a thriving nationwide black market in stolen baby formula that's been known about for years. Great example. I think she's pretty intelligent. She is wildly unwise. Complete lack of perspective. She's very verbal, but says stuff that's stupid. And she's, what else? What else gets her a lot of attention? H-O-T, buddy. She's attractive. She's mm-hmm. symmetrical. She has big eyes. And nice breast is... Armstrong and Getty. Canada hits a 30-year high. It's happening all around the world. That, unless there's a, if there's a world war, that'll be the story. But if there's not a world war, and I don't think there will be, uh, inflation over the next couple of years, I hope not the couple next couple of years, is going to be the big story. That is oh, the yeah. only political story people might be talking about in a year. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, a less uh, paid attention to stat came out of the Department of Commerce, I believe. Uh, in the last 24 hours, the producer price index, which is wholesalers and suppliers, what they charge retailers, is up by 1% for the month of January. That's not an annualized rate. That's for the month. Annualized, obviously, that's 12%. So, uh, yipes. Yeah. Keep keeping an eye on that. Uh, God is a Republican. <clears throat> take two. God is a Republican. <clears throat> take three. <laughs> Michael, how much tape do we have? Probably ought to check. (laughs) God is a Republican. Santa Claus is a Democrat. One of P.J. O'Rourke's greatest hits coming up. He has passed the great uh, writer, commentator, humorous satirist, whatever you want to call him, uh, and and a lovely guy, too. Um, So I'll share that with you. Right now, though, it's Armstrong and Getty's Turbulent Tech. You know, I like it. It's got kind of of an ominous sound. It's got a bit of a techie sound. It really sounds like something CNN would have for music before they go to a segment. Yeah, that's really good. Nice job, guys. Uh, Can you stop it now, Michael? All right, now that I'm used to it, can we we, got to start it again and then kind of fade it as I get into the first story. All right, here we go. 
It's time for Armstrong and Getty's Turbulent Tech. Story number one. Fraudsters are using bots to drain cryptocurrency accounts. Hmm. And I was all excited about this story. We have a number of tech stories, obviously. You can tell from the name of the feature. But long story short, it's it's the stupid robocalls saying, there is a problem with your Bitcoin account. Please press 1. Oh, if you haven't recently made a withdrawal from your Bitcoin account, press 1. And a certain number of people, and in this story from CNBC, they use a, a pair of obstetricians. You know, educated people. Oh, no, I didn't make a withdrawal. I should press one. And they press one, and then the person on the phone, now a live person, because they know they got a hot one, uh, says, well, first of all, what's your two-step identification? What's your uh, passcode? All right. What's your first dog's name? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then they they give it to them. And then they say, yoink. Yeah. (laughs) God, are you dumb. Click. Yeah. And then they drain their account. So. Uh yeah, well, some of these I think you're really, really dumb to fall for, but some of them, it's just, it's, God dang it, you're busy, you're running around, you, you, you get legit one of these, you get, you get legit calls like this all the time from your credit card or whatever. Yeah, the difference is, of course, the credit card company will never ask you for your password on the phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I would, I would not, I would not right. fall for that. I would not give anybody my password. No. And and part of the reason I or brought my this social up, security number or any of that stuff. Is just to point out, because there are some very lovely people in the world, including people I love, who have the gullible gene. They do not have the skepticism gene. Number one scam right now, friends, is there's a problem with your account. Somebody hacked your account. We need to protect it. That's the scam. So just be on the uh, on the alert for that. As we continue with Armstrong and Getty's Turbulent Tech. YouTube is wonderful. YouTube is evil. Sports fans who tuned in to watch Olympic highlights on YouTube are instead being served Chinese propaganda videos. Wow. An, an analysis of YouTube search results by Wired, Wired.com, which are they're fabulous about tech stuff, found that people who type Beijing, Beijing 2020, Olympics or Olympics 2022, were shown pro-China and anti-China propaganda videos in the top results. Five of the most prominent propaganda videos, which often appear above actual Olympic highlights, have amassed close to a million views. Wow. Yeah. I, I struggle with the YouTube thing with my kids, particularly, because um, they get stuff they want to watch, and I want them to be able to watch. But I, I don't know how I don't know how the algorithms work on YouTube. They get videos at the top of your search. That are not stuff you want to see. It's not what you searched mm-hmm. on. It's like it's like freaking Amazon's thing where oh. you search on a particular title of a book and it'll give you five other things first. Yeah. Um. But YouTube does Why that. Why don't you read these books? We get a bigger cut of these. Come on, come on. And YouTube does that, and it's not always appropriate stuff. So they got YouTube for little kids, which is way too young for my kids, and then everything above that, everything goes. So And then even if you find a video that's okay, the Ads might be way not okay that they throw oh, into the right. uh, so they're watching something that's perfectly family friendly, but the ads that YouTube jams in there is either you know too violent, too sexy, or Chinese propaganda, as you're just telling us. Yeah, yeah. So Citizen Lab, they are liberals, but they do really, really good reporting. Anyway, this flurry of propaganda videos first spotted earlier this month by John Scott Relton, researcher at uh, University of Toronto's Citizen Lab. Uh, on February 5th, he found that after he'd watched skating and curling videos, YouTube automatically played a video by a pro-China YouTube account. Quote, I found myself on a slippery slide from skating and curling. 
kind of a coincidence there. Is that intentional or not? It's hard to say. I don't know. I found myself on in a bobsled of lies. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the slippery slide from skating and curling. A, it was a luge of deceit. <laughs> into increasingly targeted propaganda. How interesting. Well, it's turbulent tech, Jack. Moving along. <laughs> Tur- me now i'm deef i'm deef this one i gotta admit i'm taking some satisfaction in this story and i'm examining myself not my once monthly in the shower examination but more psychological (laughs) am i happy because i was smart i was wise i advised you people correctly or am i just happy because i'm right here's your headline NFT marketplace suspends most sales, citing rampant fakes and plagiarism. No way. I know. I know. What can you trust? (laughs) From the moment I heard about this crap, I said, this is ridiculous. This is just a pyramid scheme. (laughs) If you can't trust art on the internet, what can you trust? (laughs) Exactly. If you can't trust digital art that looks exactly the same whether, whether I took a picture of it or you paid for it uh, what can you trust which is kind of the point of digital everything anyway uh, the platform which sold an nft of jack dorsey's first tweet for 2.9 million dollars has halted most transactions because people were selling tokens of content that did not belong to them you're uh, coming into fundamental progress <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the sale of NFTs soared to $25 billion last year. Whoa! Remember, our producer Sean was making money hand over fist with those things. As people do in the early days. Of, you remember I the need, airplane scam on campus or whatever? I need to get in on these things at the beginning when people right. are making money and have the fun then. Even right. if you know it's going to fall apart. Yeah. Well, it's gambling. Yeah, you gamble, you can get in and out on time, and that the criminals who are running it are honestly running their criminal enterprise. Anyway, uh, Uh, so $25 billion last year, leaving many baffled as to why such money is being spent on items that do not physically exist and which anyone can view online for free. Yeah, that's it's because it's a pyramid screen. It's the airplane scam, if you're familiar with that. I'm not. You buy the front two seats, and then then when you get to the back of the plane, for instance, or oh, you start at the back of the plane, and when you hit the pilot seat, because every four people that move that buy, you move up a row or whatever, and when you hit the pilot seat, you get you know fifty times what you paid in. I remember this was really popular in the eighties. Hmm. And uh, and it was just a classic pyramid scheme. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, yeah, baffled as to why people would spend all that money on something that doesn't exist and anyone can see for free and is easily replicable. Yeah, I was baffled myself. So, uh, you know, I got this is kind of... So is it all tech, falling man? apart? Like the, the sports thing was huge there for a while. You get the rookie card of some NBA star in digital form. And those things right. were like... Uh, going for crazy money. You had to get right. into a raffle to even have the opportunity to buy one. Long story short, they cannot figure out ex- how to prevent all of the, the fakery and the fraud and the rest of it, so they're suspending sales Well, I have the now. picture of the digital ape in my phone somewhere. I took my phone, I held it up to Sean's phone and took a picture of it. My picture looked exactly like his when you were looking at it on the phone. 
Yeah. And that's the problem, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Uh, And then my favorite tech headline of the day, you have to pay attention to this now. China censors Olympic gold medalists' defense of China's internet censorship on Instagram. What? Okay. So you remember we're all supposed to fall in love with Eileen Gu, who I swear to God, NBC is getting a cut of her take or something like that. They're trying relentlessly to pitch her as a sexy, uh, you know, athletic, young, international sex symbol that we're all supposed to worship and adore. I heard Um, this uh, Gu girl referred to China as her home country at one point, which I find very troubling. Fine. Stay there. I don't care. And, And all you hockey players, you Although, again, I have more sympathy for hockey players uh, because they're dopes who will never gel and they have no idea how to feed themselves. So they decided to take a gig playing for the Chinese Olympic team. I realize that that's probably dumb of me and inconsistent, but I just these poor guys who all they've done is anyway. Uh, So this Eileen Gu thing was asked about Chinese censorship. And she said, well, just totally uh, go get a, uh, I'm sorry, what's the what's the term? A VPN. Just go get a VPN. They're literally free on the App Store. And then somebody said, uh, sweetheart, you go to jail for having one in China. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, so sorry. But she was she was essentially saying, don't worry about Chinese censorship. And the Chinese censors censored her defense of Chinese censorship. I also understand it turned into quite a meme online in the free part of the world where you can have memes online of uh, go get some human rights. They're literally free on the Internet. That's love sort of, it. That sort of meme. Love it. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Not going to be worshiping our new transnational snow sex princess, NBC. Not buying. Yeah. I don't think she has any sense of what she's doing. Or uh, n- no. Some grown ups around her do, but. I don't think she does. Yeah, and to the extent that she does, she's practically a child. So we're going to do some PGA O'Rourke quotes and readings? Yeah, just a, a brief one that i like to give you a, fra- a flavor of his over, uh, which is a word he would probably never use. Writer, thinker who passed away yesterday. I've got some of his uh, best quotes also. I think you'll find it entertaining on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The wonders of the Internet have really lowered the tone. I mean, it's. Uh, I look at this and I go, well, whose bright idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's working. <laughs> yeah. Well worded by Patrick Jake O'Rourke, PJ O'Rourke, who passed away yesterday, writer for a long time. I was aware of him mostly through Rolling Stone when I was younger mm-hmm. and all his writings there. He was a anti-war hippie back in the 60s. Then in the classic, a conservative is a liberal who's been mugged. Just the reality of life turned him the other direction for the most part, often mocking his generation and people like he was when he was younger. But while uh, he continued to call out the excesses of the right, too. Uh, oh, and, uh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the time. So in 1991, he wrote a book uh, entitled uh, Parliament of Horrors, a lone humorist attempts to explain the entire U.S. government. And I read this at the time. It made an enormous impression on me. 
And uh, I'm going to reread at least the first several chapters in his honor today, I hope. But uh, this is the beginning of chapter one. Uh, And he had a hell of a vocabulary. What is this oozing behemoth, this fibrous tumor, this monster of power and expense hatched from the simple human desire for civic order? How did an allegedly free people spawn a vast, rampant cuttlefish of dominion with its tentacles in every orifice of the body politic? The federal government of the United States of America takes away between a fifth and a quarter of all our money every year. That, that number has risen. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I wish. That is eight times the Islamic zakat, the almsgiving required of believers by the Koran. It is double the tithe of the medieval church and twice the royal tribute that the prophet Samuel warned the Israelites against when they wanted him to anoint a ruler. Our government gets more than thugs in our protection racket demand. Uh, then this government, swollen and arrogant with pelf, goes butting into our business. It checks the amount of tropical oils in our snack foods, tells us what kind of gasoline we can buy for our cars and how fast we can drive them, bosses us around about retirement, education, and what's on TV, counts our noses and asks fresh questions about who's still living at home and how many bathrooms we have, decides whether the door to our office or shop should have steps or wheelchair ramps, decries the gender and complexion of the people to be hired, lectures us on safe sex, dictates what we can sniff, smoke, and swallow, and waylays young men, ships them to distant places, and tells them to shoot people they don't even know. That is the opening two paragraphs of Parliament of Horrors, which is still in print and terrific. Buy it, read it, P.J. O'Rourke. And uh, the opening question there uh, is not asked enough by enough people. If you get a whole bunch of people together, how many of them would want to create this behemoth of a government that takes half your money? How many people would want that? I don't think that many people would want that. One of the great sins or oversights or, or mistakes humanity makes, Americans, I'll just stick with Americans, because assuming, or to the extent that they even think about it, assuming that everything exists is inevitable. Right. Was inevitable. Can't be changed. Shouldn't have changed. Was a mistake to begin with. If it's around me, it had to be this way. That's crazy. So here's some quotes from B.J. O'Rourke. We opened the show with this one, which is fantastic. There is only one basic human right, the right to do as you damn well please. And with it comes the only basic human duty, the duty to take the consequences. I wish I could get everybody to sign a pledge to that. Uh, Or a shorter version, stupid should hurt. The Democrats are the party that says government will make you smarter, taller, richer, and remove the crabgrass on your lawn. The Republicans are the party that says government doesn't work, and then they get elected and prove it. (laughs) This one is not about politics, but I thought it was fantastic. A hat should be taken off when you greet a lady and left off for the rest of your life. Nothing looks more stupid than a hat. (laughs) I like this one, too. Always read something that will make you look good if you die in the middle of it. <laughs> Beautiful. I like I love this one too. Fantastic. Oh, keep them coming. The weirder you're going to behave, the more normal you should look. It works in reverse too. When I see a kid with three or four rings in his nose, I know there's absolutely nothing extraordinary about that person. I find huh. that to be quite true a lot of the time. Huh. You're just a very average, not very happy with your parents and life person. Other than that, there's nothing extraordinary about you. I hate to judge young people because sure. we all wanted to express yeah, who we absolutely. are. But if you are still expressing who you are in that kind of visual way as you get into adulthood, uh, how about you do something? 
This was a classic during a variety of arguments in politics. If you think health care is expensive now, wait until you see what it costs when it's free. And when the world's political parties, when are the world's political parties going to get appropriate symbols? He's talking about as opposed to an elephant and a donkey uh-huh. or an eagle. When are the world's political parties going to get appropriate symbols? Snake, louse, jackal, trash can, <laughs> clown face, dollar bill with bat wings. <laughs> oh, my God. The great P.J. O'Rourke. We interviewed P.J. a few uh, years ago, uh, and that uh, that chat is available at armstrongandgetty.com as one of our ex- extra-large podcasts, Armstrong and Getty XL. Uh, of course, speaking of podcasts, our, our show is repackaged later every day as Armstrong and Getty On Demand. You can get those podcasts, too, if you miss a chunk of the show or whatever, uh, armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to download your podcast. Several, several of those quotes are good on the level of people should be repeating them in, in a thousand years good. Yes. And every time I pick up something P.J. O'Rourke read, I'm reminded that a lot of ideas that I have and cherish I either got or were supported by stuff PJ wrote. Very funny, but very, very insightful, and he will be missed. And also, just a beautiful guy. If you miss an hour of this here program, you can catch the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. we got a lot more good stuff on the way to kick off Hour 3. Armstrong and Getty.